think we all know about Lifeline. Lifeline WA, they do a magnificent job in suicide prevention and giving you uh, someone to talk to and, uh, you know, have a bit of a chat about what may be going wrong in your life and maybe how to fix it. Lorna McGregor is the Lifeline WA CEO. Hello, Lorna. Hello, Ian. What's been going on with the Lifeline? Busy as usual, I suppose, coming up to Christmas time with uh, stress on families and all that sort of stuff with, uh, you know, money being short and want to buy presents and can't afford Christmas lunches. Things things get fairly desperate for a lot of people, don't they? It does indeed, Ian. And um, over the Christmas period, in the lead up and just post-Christmas, we will um, find that someone calls Lifeline on average every 30 seconds. Wow. That is often, isn't it? It is. It is. And the issue for people at Christmas is that a lot of the issues that they have throughout their lives or throughout the year, whether it might be loneliness or issues around money or or, um, concerns around their family, tend to get amplified for many people at Christmas. So for for people like me, where Christmas is a a time to celebrate with my family and, and with my community, for some people, they may not have a family. It may be their first Christmas without their family. And they, loneliness is a big issue at Christmas. And but Lifeline is there for everyone at any time that they, that they need us. Now, when it comes to working at Lifeline, how many people or counsellors would be at Lifeline to answer these calls? And if somebody wanted to become one, what sort of qualifications would you need to actually help out and be part of Lifeline? We currently have 140 accredited telephone crisis counsellors at um, Lifeline. You don't need any training to uh, apply to become a counsellor. You just need to be a person with a good heart, who's compassionate, empathetic, and um, who has the, the capacity to give time. Um, we, we provide the training. It is a lot of training. Um, it takes a year before you're an accredited telephone crisis supporter for Lifeline. It takes about 180 hours of training um, off and on the phone before you're an accredited telephone crisis supporter. And when you think about the complexity and the difficulty of the calls those people help with, that's not really surprising that it takes that amount of training. That's right. I'm not surprised at all. Now, coming up is the Synergy Christmas Elves. Now, they're going to be performing at Bicentennial Square on Blair Street in Bunbury tonight at 6pm. And this is all part of uh, Lifeline WA's Christmas Appeal with, uh, with Synergy, Shine the Light for Life. And uh, that's going to be uh, a great uh, thing there tonight in Bunbury. Hey, Lorna, have you seen this show? What's it like? I have. I saw the launch at Bishop's House and, Ian, frankly, it is delightful. If you love Christmas, and I do, and if you love the sentiment and the fun around Christmas, which I do, it is a fantastic show. And uh, Lifeline is thrilled that Synergy is is using this show to reach out into communities, encourage them to not only celebrate Christmas, but to also think about those in the community who are not quite as fortunate over Christmas, encourage them to make the call to Lifeline if they need it, and also encouraging the general community to support Lifeline through its Christmas appeal. Yes, indeed. Lorna McGregor, Lifeline WACEO. If, uh, le- if you'd like to actually contact Lifeline for crisis or suicide prevention support, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or you can visit lifeline.org.au. Lorna, great to talk to you and have a great Christmas yourself. 
Thank you very much, Ian. Yes, a very good morning, Cliff. How hello. are you, mate? Thanks for dropping by for a bit of a whinge. A bit of a look at the week. Yeah. One thing I want to say, I was in the uh, during the week. I was down there at the uh, the big new Caltex at the G, mm-hmm. which is commonly called the G amongst the people who live around the place at Jalora, the Caltex. <laughs> it's been closed for months because they knocked it down and they're building a new one. Absolutely. And I went down there and uh, I sort of said to the guys, uh, "Are you ready?" And they went, "Yeah, it's all done. It's all ready. It's all full." I mean, you know, there are hot chips getting ready to roll. And, I know and, where you're going. And, and I said, what's the hold-up? I said, when's it going to open? They went, we don't, we don't know. We haven't got a clue. And I said, why not? They said, well, we're waiting for the driveway to get put down. Whoever's doing the bitcher pave or the concrete to get into the place is dragging their feet. But you can get some chips. It's we're dragging our feet contractors, ladies and gentlemen. And... <laughs> They're all ready to roll. Yeah. I mean, how busy is that place all the time? Huge. Everybody goes down the what? You know, they call in there as they way to down to Margaret River and Bustleton mm. and Dunsborough. Well, there would have been squillions last week because there was the big adventure thingy in in Augusta with about three thousand people, yeah. I believe. So they've all gone. That's right. That way. That's right. Yeah. But uh, we Money still don't gone. know. We still don't know when it's going to open because there's no driveway. <laughs> But the servo is beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, what about Sam Destiari in that uh, Melbourne pub? Oh. Those are Patriot Blue idiots. <sighs> I mean, I, I just honestly cannot believe the mentality of somebody. And what really annoys me, as I've said, you know, in the, in the Asia-Pacific rim, we are seen as a racist country. We are. Stuff like that yep. does not help. No, it doesn't. And, not when one you, bit. and when you take into account, you know, the marriage equality, we take into account Manus Island, the oh. citizenship, citizenship debacle and everything else, Same-sex we and would have that. to be the laughing stock of the Western world. You do have and to And I wonder. am thoroughly and utterly embarrassed yep. and I'm sick of it. Turnbull needs to go. And he probably will. Even, uh, what's his name? The, the leader of the Greens, uh, um, uh, Richard Di Natale, said he probably won't Dinatale. make it through to, through to Christmas. <laughs> but the whole thing with Sam Dastiari, what brave boys. Oh. You know, and they didn't even have it have it right. You know, oh, what what race is Islam? Oh, you I morons. I know, I know. Morons. I know, I know. And then the I people know. from Toll oh. had to go, oi, hang on. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't they be oh. upset oh. They're wearing their Toll jumpers because they obviously work there or something? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. brave boys. Yep. But I mean, Sam Destiari, I mean, he's a little wimp, really. He's a short little guy and he got three or four big idiots. Yeah. With about an IQ of five between them. That's generous. Oh, jeez. You know, Look, so I'm, I'm no great fan of Sam Dastiari. No, I know really, that I. You know, the guy's out there on his own, and unfortunately this is what happens with politicians because they've got a great big target on their back anywhere they go. But these blokes didn't even have a decent argument. Go away. That's right. Go away. And as for that Texas shooting, Ugh. let me look at my watch here. Time uh, for another one? Uh, Torrid. It should be in about half an hour, oh. I reckon. They don't get it. And Trump, America do not get it at all. No, they don't. Because this is a mental health problem. This has got nothing to do with guns. Morons. This has got nothing to do with guns. Can I just touch on Trump very briefly? I watched his speech in Korea nothing the other day. Nothing about Trump is brief with you, Cliff. No. Uh, it's a year and a couple of days until, uh, since he got into the, the White House. Or, uh, sorry, since he was elected. But I watched his speech in Korea. Talk about sabre-rattling. Oh. I mean, you know, yes, he had to talk a little tough. But Pugsley over there isn't listening anyway. No. And he's just taken us another step closer to a big problem. And he was going to do a very, very surprise visit to the DMZ. <laughs> and then he's gone, oh, no, I can't go, there's fog. You know why he couldn't go? Because he was scared of getting his head parted with an AK-47. That's the truth. <laughs> anyway, Cliff, thanks for dropping by. See ya. Fishing. A jerk on one end of a line. Waiting for a jerk on the other end. Oceanic Marine. The only specialist boating service centre in Bustleton. 
Yes, a very good morning, Hull. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks. Black as yourself? Not bad, not bad, not bad. How are the fish biting? Are they biting anywhere? What's going on? Yeah, well, the weather's been really nice to us at the moment. I'm stirring us everybody up, I'm sure. Um, Wednesday, Maxine, BJ and myself went out across to the whiting patch. Got the kids off at school, funneled across, whales everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's a splash and then there's an arm over here and a tail over there and... <laughs> Just awesome. They're just amazing. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of dinghies out there. Well, you know, I'd be hesitant going out that far on a dinghy. Like, you know, around the 30 metre mark, and you've heard about those whales jumping on their boat to have a fish or whatever. But yeah, I'll, yeah, a dinghy out there. No, 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 no thanks. No, no what thanks. Are they, what are they thinking? It was beautiful. Though. The weather's been magnificent. We end up getting a nice feet of whiting, a few flathead around too. Um, which buggers are all sort of like you know 28s, so not not 30, not size because they're quite nice too. Yep. Um, oh, I've got it's been brought to my attention. Cray pots on the west coast there. Guys have been pulling other guys' cray pots, you know, like apparently they've been getting caught. Well let's good, hope you know, let's hope they've been getting caught because you know, right, they, you know people just on. continue to do it really. You yep. know, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull cray pots, go and buy one and That's get right. your license yep. and do it pull yourself. Your own. Yeah, yep. pull your yep. own. That's exactly, exactly right. right. So, same as the hockey pots will get out in the water, you know, and I've been out over the years, you know, to a few people that are diving on, you know, and they say, Oh, we're just checking. I said, Well, mate, they're mine. I'll check them. Well, you just go up there a bit and, you know, get your own and do it, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. It's too easy, guys. Get out there. Um, but yeah, whiting, we got a really nice feed of whiting, guys. They're sort of not quite there, but we got a really good feed, um, so we'll be naturally tackling them. Actually, funny story, when we got there, we come around to the first spot. Maxine's line's already in the water. She had like two whiting on the boat before the anchor got set, you know. She was just so keen to get fishing. Um, yeah, craze. My mate dropped off um, a couple of regulators. We've been having trouble with one of the rigs for the hooker. So, um, yeah, we're going to mount up that boat and go and catch some crayfish. I've heard they're getting lots of them. Crabs are still scarce. Squid are um, still going off. Um, I keep seeing Growy heading out any time of the day with his cat. He's he's just nailing these squid. He reckons some of them are like, you know, they're sticking out of the bucket. The hoods are just so big. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, lots of whiting herring off the jetty. For some reason, there's something going on around there. Big schools of herring. Um, yeah, tight lines, guys. Weather looking amazing. All right, mate. Thanks. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, cheers, Blackers.